In today's episode of Growing Through It, a young woman shares her experience with schizophrenia and how she overcame it with the support of her family. Currently, she's looking forward to going back to school and going into mechanics. She dreams of moving to Prince Edward Island in hopes of seeing the ocean with her own eyes. Growing Through It shares stories from young people who all have the common experience of being a part of Roots to Harvest a human-centered, food-focused, not-for-profit in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Please be aware, this episode discusses schizophrenia, which may be heavy for some listeners. We urge you to take breaks when necessary, or if you're in a rough headspace, save this episode for a better day. If needed, look to the show notes to find resources in Canada. Hello, we are here with Sabrina Bottle I am Shayna. This is Black. <laughs> awesome. So I guess we'll start out by asking you how you found out about Roots to Harvest. I was getting my grade 12 diploma and they came to my school and they did a presentation and I was interested right away. So that's how I got connected. What was your first impression of Roots to Harvest? I was kind of nervous just because there were so many people and I just thought I would go for it. What was your favorite part? Hanging out with the people. I watch plants grow from seeds to actual plants. And it was really hard work, like physically, and it made me physically stronger. My bosses, they were so kind to me and they were just fun to be around. Even my co-employees, I just like going for the rides and sitting back listening to music on the job and yeah that's basically it that being said did you make any like lasting relationships actually i did i kept in contact with one person we hang out every other week she is completely awesome that's great how did it make you feel when you first started working at rooster harvest i was a lot of hard work at the beginning because i wasn't physically that strong Honestly, I have a bad knee, so sometimes it would act up and it would be really painful to work, but a couple of days rest would take it away and those probably were the harder times. Did you find that like they were supportive? Yes. All the labor they got us to do and carrying this item and all of that, like it was was pretty good. So what have you been up to recently? Honestly, I just moved last summer. I just been watching a lot of Netflix. Yeah. What made you decide to move? Uh, just cheaper rent. So do you like the new area that you're in? Yes, my brother lives close by, so that's a bonus. Do you hang out with your brother a lot? Yeah, actually, we just hung out yesterday, and we had a movie night and supper. And yeah, I'm very close to my family, as my sister as well. Do you have a, you know, a lot of people around you to support you in harder times? Most definitely. I was uh, diagnosed with schizophrenia when I was 20. And it was a really, really hard time for me because my mom passed away two years after I was diagnosed. And my family kept strong with me and supported me through my whole hospital visit and the nurses and everybody in my life was affected by it. But We honestly beat it. I'm not hearing the bad voices anymore or anything like that. I became a much stronger person and a very positive person after. So how did you cope with that on the harder days? Just listen to music, talk to family. 
how the money's going through my head and just hearing their opinions on what's going on. Like, it really helped me. So it also says you have dreams of moving to Ottawa or was this Prince Edward Island? Yes, I do want to move to Prince Edward Island because I want to be close to the ocean. I just want to see the ocean with my eyes. And last summer, I actually went down to Ottawa for five weeks. I stayed at my auntie's. I just explored the city because I know the streets really well down there. So there was no chance of me getting lost or anything, except I did get lost once. (laughs) So you're pretty familiar with Ottawa? Yeah, I lived there for six years. What's your favorite part about the city? Uh, Well, they got rid of it. But on Parliament Hill, they had this little cat, Asylum. And the cats were made in too much and there was more cats and more cats, so I had to get rid of it. But I used to love going and watch the cats. If you had a cat of your own, what would you name it? I would say thistles or thorns. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Is there a certain type of cat or like a fur-coated type of cat that you'd like to get? Can I be honest? Yes, completely. Uh, So there was this cat that was looking for a home, but I couldn't take it because it was too much responsibility. But any type of cat would do as long as it's physically good. (laughs) So I kind of felt bad saying no to that cat, giving it a home, but it was just too much responsibility. Yeah. With that being said, would you be more of a cat person than a dog person? Yeah, definitely. My sister has a dog. And he's cute as hell, but you have to take him for walks and they have to poop outside and all that type of stuff. And when a cat could just like stay in an apartment and you can go out when you want and you don't have to worry about it. So, yeah. Did you grow up with animals at all? Not really, to be honest. My mom let me have a cat when I was a baby. I had two dogs, but uh, I wasn't there to watch them grow up completely. Probably since the age of 19, I haven't had a cat and now I'm 30, so. What really makes you want to have a cat? Just the company, because sometimes I get really, really lonely by myself. And just to have another companion that loves me, that would be completely great. What do you do, like, in times now? I try reaching out to my friends, but they're not always home. I usually just talk to my sister on the phone when I feel lonely. So it says other people that you can count on here include the trip team and the act team. Share what those are. They both deal with mental health. They check on my well-being and they check on my mental health. And I have certain workers that I talk to and see weekly. And they've been a great support for my schizophrenia. How does one go about um, receiving? The hospital actually introduced me to both of these teams I don't know. I just, I think you could be recommended by a doctor or you could be recommended by a friend. And so it says here, um, and things that you look forward to, one of them is attending school. I have all the grades to get into mechanics right now. And I don't know if I'm ready for that just yet, but I was thinking about going back to get my university high school because there's a couple of courses I look interested in. I don't know the names of them, but I've been definitely looking into school as a future thing for myself. Yeah. What are you interested in? Uh, Math, science, English is easy and geography is so easy, but I like math and science. Are you interested in mechanics? 
Yes, just because, like, so many people out there have car troubles, and if I could get paid for it, that would be completely, like... Mm. And you'd never have car troubles either. Exactly. <laughs> Does, like, fixing cars come naturally to you as an ability? No, I've never fixed a car in my life. <laughs> That's why you need to go to school for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It also says, um, finding the perfect job. What is the perfect job to you? Dishwashing. Yeah? Where? Where? Anywhere? Anywhere. As long as it has a sink. I love to dishwash. That's all I could say. Why is that? What's your favorite part about it? And you get to listen to music in the back and dishes is so easy to do. And there's like hundreds of them when you first start. And by the end of the day, there's none. And just like scrubbing the dishes, like it's so much fun. And you know that they're sanitized because they go through a machine. I don't know. It's just a job I've always loved. That's pretty different from mechanics. Yeah. So along with things that make you happier, things that you look forward to, you said moving either to Ottawa or to PEI. Why <laughs> PEI, like in particular? It's just the ocean that I'm really interested in. And when I did live in Ottawa, a lot of my workers in my group home were from PEI and it's like small, like Thunder Bay, and it's not too big. And I think the bus system will be really comfortable there. It's like the size of Thunder Bay, so I don't get lost and stuff like compared to like Toronto. And yeah. So are you looking for like almost a sense of familiarity, but somewhere else? Yes. Something like Thunder Bay. So what's your like absolute like dream lifestyle in the future? Do you want a big house? Do you want like a family? Do you want like just a vehicle? A vehicle? Yeah. Oh, what kind of vehicle? I like Nissans. Um, my friend had a Mazda 3, but it blew up on her. So I don't want that car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I just, I want like a $20,000 car and just to show that I did something for myself. And where would you go? I would travel Canada, to be honest. I would drive places to places. And it's just easier to get around in a car, even if you're in one city. Do you have your license? No, but I have the book. Well, we wish you the best in your endeavors on getting your license, moving and going to school and all that. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for coming in and telling us your story today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Growing Through It is a project of Roots to Harvest and part of the Great Big Stories project through Frame, a global network of youth mental health resources. In today's episode, you heard Lack Williams and Shana Twans interviewing a past participant of Roots the Harvest. Roots the Harvest lives, works, and plays on the traditional territories of the Fort William First Nation people, signatories to the Robinson Superior Treaty of 1850. We strive to not only learn from and with, but also reconcile our relationship with the Anishinaabeg people in this area who have cared for and stewarded this land for centuries. Each episode was recorded at Roots to Harvest in Thunder Bay with sound engineering by the folks at Podigy. Growing Through It is thankful for the mentorship and guidance from J.L. Chung and John Thompson, as well as Cornelius Beaver, a supporting member of the interview team. We also want to thank the brave folks who showed up to share their stories and let a larger community learn from and connect to their experiences. <laughs>